0: excited to tell you about an opportunity that's coming next year. Starting January 6, we're going to be hosting a book club. Now you've listened to the podcast Nourish Eat Repeat, but did you know that the name is after a book I wrote in 2019 called Nourish Eat Repeat, A Busy Woman's Guide to a Healthier Mind, Body, and Life. We're going to be doing a deep dive into each chapter of the book all while sharing our struggles and our successes around food, our health and busy schedules. Cost of the program is only $25 and it includes the book, access to the live book club meetings and private Facebook community page. And if you happen to miss a meeting or two, because it doesn't work with your schedule, we're going to be recording the session so you can watch the replay at your convenience. Again, Book Club starts Fridays at noon for nine weeks starting January 6th. And I can't wait for you to join me as we do this deep dive discussion. You can join the book club by going to bodymetricshealth.com or find us on all our socials Facebook and Instagram at Bodymetrics Health and click on the link to join. We'll see you there. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Nourish, Eat, Repeat. Guys, I know I say this every time I have a guest, but this episode I am really, really excited about. Uh, I had this on my radar for a couple weeks now, maybe even over a month. And um, it took me a little bit of convincing to have my guest come on, but there is nobody else that I wanted to do this podcast with. So today uh, I have my colleague and my friend fellow dietitian Heather Irwin joining us and we are going to talk about an exercise program that we did back in 2022. And so um, before I get into that, first I want to just welcome Heather to the show. So Heather, thank you so much for for joining us today.
1: Thanks for having Um, me. I'm dragging my feet a little bit on this one, but I'm not Huge on like social media, and this is my first podcast, so I was a little nervous, but I'm excited to be here today.
0: Yes. So Heather Irwin is, like I said, a dietitian. She works with us at Body Metrics. Heather, uh, I should have done my research ahead of time. How long have you been here? Um, it's been six and a half years now, believe it or not. Gosh, lies, right? <laughs> that doesn't even seem right. Like, it, I mean, I know it's been a while, like, you know, um, but wow. Like that's almost
1: like a I child. Know. I was just thinking about how long I've been a dietitian too. Like since 2000, I'm like, holy cow, it's over 20 years now. It's just,
0: it does fly by. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So So yeah, so today's episode, we are going to talk about this workout series that we did. So uh, first of all, Heather's the one that found the program. So I want to just let her talk a little bit about um, how she came across it, you know, what inspired her to give it a try. So Heather, why don't you just share with us a little bit um, about that process?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I discovered the program. A couple months ago, I think, but I, I think it, this whole process started for me actually back in when COVID was happening, you know, it kind of changed for all of us, how we work out the, the gyms were closed. So that's when I started with looking for different online programs, things that I could do at home. So, um, during that time I kind of bounced around, I tried different things, um, I know the one thing I did not like was just finding, like, I would look on YouTube or some kind of a free platform, and I would waste so much time looking for something, and then I would start the workout, and I didn't like it, and I was just wasting so much time. So over the course of the past couple of years, I've kind of have found different things. Um, And the the most recent one I was doing, a lot of people were talking about this program um, by this woman called Caroline we were trying to figure out how we pronounce our last name. We believe it's Girvin. Um, And everyone was, you know, kind of commenting about this program. And um, I felt that a lot of the people commenting were women probably, you know, around my age that were kind of noticing their bodies were changing and going through, you know, perimenopausal changes and things like that. And it just really interested me um, hearing some of the positive feedback from the program, um, some of the changes that they noticed in their bodies. Uh, so I decided to
0: check it out and give it a try. Yeah. And I, I hope you're okay with this, Heather. I didn't ask you this beforehand, but um, I, well, I will share. I'm in my 40s. And if you are As okay you it- okay. Yes, we're both in our 40s. And so, you know, some of the standard workouts that we may have done in our 20s and 30s. um, I don't know, I know, for me, personally, just looking for something a little bit different, I kind of gravitated towards the same type of workout programs. So when you mentioned this to me, um, if I wanted to do this program with you, I was like, yeah, let's, I think it's time to shake things up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, So Heather came to me. So let's first back up a little bit. Why did you decide to root me in this with you? Well,
1: I always know you're up for a challenge, number one. Um, And I like having an accountability partner. And I think you're a great accountability partner if you say you're going to do something, I know that you're going to stay committed to something. Um, I know you're always looking for a challenge. Um, And I think both of us have maybe a little more than a slight bit of a maybe competitiveness (laughs) and eating against each other. But for me, it was kind of like, obviously, there's days that I didn't feel like doing it for sure. Uh, but knowing that you were doing it, I was like, "Oh, I got. It. I'm going to get this done today." And then I would always feel so much better after I did it. So, just having that um, accountability was was huge for me.
0: Yeah, I think the same for me as well. Um, as we progressed through the program, I was always a couple days ahead of Heather, just the way our schedules lined up and the days we were able to devote to the program. So, I kind of had that in the back of my head, I can't miss my days because Heather's gonna be right on my tail. And, and I can't, um, I just didn't wanna let you down by not being able to do my part and keep up with the routine. Cause I knew then you would keep up with yours and we would be able to push each other. Now, the only so- downside was,
1: so I think you started like your day one was on a Saturday and my day one was a Monday. So you would do the workout before me and sometimes you might be like, ooh, that was a doozy. So then I was like, oh my gosh, what, what's what's this workout? What's it gonna be today? So you kind of had that that knowledge ahead of time and I
0: was like, oh no, what's, what are we gonna do today? Yes, and in all fairness, I think I texted you at one point, I'm like, do you want me to tell you <laughs> if they're hard or do you <laughs> want me to just keep my mouth shut so you can find out for the first time on your end? You did do that. Yes. (laughs) All right. So we've kind of been elusive to it. So we talked a little bit. um, So we did a Carolyn Gervin's program, but the one we specifically did was the iron series and the iron series. um, Not that I have a lot of extensive knowledge about all of her programs, but this one was more of a strength based program. So uh, very heavy weights. Uh, a significant amount of rest time in between reps and, or I should say in between sets. Um, but it wasn't your typical hit style, keep moving, pick up one set of dumbbells and then, you know, don't allow yourself any rest and move to a different body part and just keep moving all the time. It was more slow and controlled, kind of like what I would say, old school lifting. Yes, <laughs> uh, I don't know what your thoughts are. Um, in terms of why did we pick that program? Just because it was different than the hit style that we've done in the past or? Yeah, I th- think I was specifically looking for something
1: more strength focused. Um, you know, in terms of cardio, I feel like, you know, if you wanna go out for a run, go out for a run. If you wanna go for a walk, you can go for a walk. Um, I just, for me, I I like to have something uh, to follow. And if I, yes, I could go to the gym and lift weights, but um, I I feel kind of lost. I'm not going to lie. When I go into like a freeway area, for example, like I know exercises to do, but I'm always thinking, well, how many sets do I need to do? What body part do I need to do? I, I just, I think we say this over and over again. We just want people to tell us what to do. So I was specifically looking for something strength focused um, and someone to just kind of tell me what to do and kind of alternate body parts and just give me kind of a a program to follow.
0: Yeah, 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 I agree with that. I, I feel the same way. I know what exercises to do. I mean, I guess I could write a program for myself if I wanted to, but that just felt like a lot of work. And so to have a calendar laid out for you where, this is day one, this is day two, this is day three. It made it really, really simple to follow. Your job was just to show up. Exactly. Exactly. Now, just a little bit more about the program. So this was a six-week strength program and it was a -a five-day-a-week program. So it's 30 workouts in all. And I believe they focus more on like the slow, methodical exercises, really focusing on the eccentric, as well. So, you know, when you're lifting the weight, you know, taking your time, lifting it, but taking your time as well to bring it back to the original position. What I personally liked about the whole entire program was it only used dumbbells and I have dumbbells at home. So I was like, this is perfect because I have all the equipment where I know some programs that you can find online require a bunch of different things. And that's always a deterrent to me. So this one felt really good because I had all the equipment needed. Um, and I personally like to do all my workouts from home. I'm not the gym person. It's just too hard to coordinate kids and getting out the door and school. And if I can be in my house and also overseeing the chaos, um, that just works a lot better for me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I like, um, if I do go to a gym and take a class that I do like the group setting. So I think that was another thing that I liked kind of, um, asking you to do this with me. Cause I did feel like I was kind of part of a, a small little community, I guess that someone was doing this with me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I like that part so much too. I just, I felt like I'm I'm pretty decent at holding myself accountable. Like you said, if I say I'm gonna do something, I'll follow through with it. But just knowing that extra layer of having you ask me about the program and how what I thought of it and what was challenging definitely kept me more engaged. Right. And
1: I think one thing, did you also say that uh, there the workouts were roughly about thirty minutes? I know you said they were f- five days, but that that was huge for me too, that there were thirty
0: minutes. Yeah. No, I forgot that part. Thank you for adding that. I think there's a lot to, to say for home workouts because I feel like there is, I want to make sure that I state here, there is no one right way to work out. And I, I love the fact that YouTube and on demand, and you know, we have this variety and options of, of free workouts available to us. And I think the bottom line is you have to figure out what works best for you. Like, do you like 20 minute workouts? Do you like 45 minute workouts? Do you like a three day a week program versus a six day a week? Like, it, it, it Don't get caught up in trying to figure out what the best program is. It's just what the one, which program will allow for you to be most consistent and utilizing exercises that you really enjoy. If you hate yoga, don't pick a yoga program. Exactly. (laughs) So the stuff is out there. We just have to maybe do a little bit of legwork. And fortunately this Carolyn Gervin program did the legwork for us in terms of the, what we just had to come and show up. And I
1: was, I, um, I'm like in a Facebook group with the people that do these workouts and they were commenting. She has, I don't know if she's one of the biggest, um, followers, uh, but they were, she recently had 2 million subscribers on YouTube. She became really popular during COVID apparently. So there's 2 million people out there that are doing these workouts, which I thought was amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's actually pretty incredible. Uh, and where is she from? Um, Ireland, I believe. That's right. So I will say this when you, if you decide to ever you know, try one of her classes or her videos, I'll say it that way, um, she does put on the screen what weight you will need. Um, but because she's from Ireland, usually she's <laughs> speaking in terms of kilograms, but thankfully she does put pounds up on the screen as well. So she's like, today we will be using 15 kgs. And you're like, oh boy. <laughs> had what is that but she doesn't where's the calculator but then she'll tell you it's like 33 kilograms so I don't know for me I'd always just pick my 30s up I would just whatever she was at if if it wasn't exactly to the weight that I had like a 15 or a 20 or a 25 I probably did the two to three pounds less I don't know maybe you did the two to three pounds more I always did the less
1: yeah she's she's very a very strong woman I, I tried to to do my best to kind of keep up with her, but it usually was always a little bit less. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So what I really wanted to talk about though, I feel like we're kind of jumping around, but that's all right. Is what are some of the things you discovered about yourself either during the process of throughout the workouts or even after the program was finished? Cause we both finished maybe about five weeks ago, I think about a month ago, oh, we God. finished. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And so what I wanted to talk about, though, was, you know, things that we learned about ourselves along the way, things that we learned about ourselves after we finished and completed. Um, Because I think for a lot of people, and myself included, sometimes we go into a program with one set of expectations, but we come out with others. And I wanted to just be really candid about the you know how we performed or not I don't want to say performed that's not even the right word i want to just be have a candid discussion because sometimes we think we're we're doing it wrong we didn't get am i even explaining this right do you even know what i'm trying to say <laughs> well i think one thing um, i definitely and i think you said this
1: too i feel like we both came away feeling much stronger than maybe we thought we were Um, so that was one thing. I mean, I was, we were lifting, you know, heavier weights than typically you might do in a, in a class or something, which, um, I did enjoy that. Um, and a lot of this stuff for me, it was more of, um, kind of, um, reinforcing things that we, we knew, but just, it was like, wow, that's really true. Like, for example, uh, you always hear people say, oh, don't lift weights is going to make you bulky. Like that's something I hear quite often. And I, I am always encouraging my clients to try to, you know, even if they don't have weights at home to use their own body weight and just to, to really, you know, do their best to kind of increase their, their strength. Um, but you know, weights, lifting weights does not make you bulky. And I think that some women are scared to, to lift weights because they feel that, um, another thing, it really, reinforced for me was you don't need an expensive gym membership to get a great workout. Um, You can, I feel like I had more um, success with this program than quite honestly, any kind of uh, an expensive gym membership that I've uh, had in the past. Um, And I didn't do as much cardio as I have done before. That was another thing. Like I I've always I considered myself kind of like a cardio queen back from like, back in my college days, it was always cardio, cardio, cardio and burning calories and things like that. And as you mentioned in the beginning, we kind of um, we're a little bit older now and our bodies are changing and just kind of finding what works for us. So Um, I didn't do, I did a lot of walking during this program. That was my main form of cardio, but, um, that was just something that was kind of reinforced for me, uh, during this program that, um, you don't need to do a lot of that intense type of cardio.
0: Yeah. You know what? I would completely agree. Um, I'll start out with, for me, when you said we're stronger than we think we are, that was, absolutely true you know when she would be on the screen and say today we are using our 20 kgs which is over 40 pounds I'm like what the heck woman like (laughs) (laughs) you are out of your flipping mind if you think that I'm going to be able to do that and then I did it and I was like oh my goodness I can't even believe I did this and that feeling when you feel so strong and it you start asking better questions like, what else am I capable of? What else can I accomplish? I could, if I could do that, I'm probably able to do this or that or X, Y, Z. And that is an amazing feeling when Mm -hmm. you can ask that question versus what I'll call like crappier questions, which are like, what's wrong with me? Why can't I do this? Why am I never able to, to follow through with something? Like if you ask yourself, bad questions, you're going to find bad answers, right? Because your brain will look for reasons to support why you can't do it. But when you, you start asking better questions, like, what else can I accomplish? What else can I do? How else can I use my strengths and my gifts? All of a sudden, your brain starts being open to possibilities. And then you start crushing goals when you have that expansive mindset. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great point. Just that shift in mindset. Yes. So for me, I realized that I am stronger than I thought I was. Now, let me preface this with saying, this is not the first program I've ever done lifting weights. It's the first program I've done lifting this heavy of weights, but I had been lifting weights prior for a good couple years. So you know, the iron series, the one we did, I wouldn't recommend somebody to just jump into as their very first experience with weights. Uh, You either need to have some type of baseline first before jumping into that, or you can do the iron program, but you're absolutely adjusting the weight in terms of intensity. And if she's grabbing 40s, you might be grabbing 15s just to, um, and work your way up. So, um, but if you have that baseline, why not? You know, and and obviously safety first, we should say that too. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, definitely.
1: As you said, I would not recommend just going like to write if you've never really done it before, just it. And I guess that's one thing that I really liked about this program is you truly can, you know, enter it at any level. Like if you want to start out with two pounds or three or five or whatever, you can start at whatever, you want. And then maybe you finish the program and do it again. And then every time you do it, you
0: increase the weights. Right. I remember I worked with a trainer one time and he said, listen, your muscles don't know weights. They know, how did he say it? They don't know the number of pounds that you're using. They don't know if you're using a 20 or a 25. They just know resistance. They just know, um, stress. And so if that stress for you is 15 pounds and you're, you know, you're finding that it's difficult, you're still getting a workout. (laughs) It doesn't have to be the really heavy things. Your body knows stress. It doesn't know pounds. So that was helpful. Yeah. Plus then it forces you to work on better form and make sure that you're doing it the right way versus just trying to fly through your, your exercises to get them over with.
1: Right. And that was another thing that was different for me about this program was how slow it was. Right. I remember the very first workout I did with her and I was, I I couldn't believe how just like slow she took the reps and it definitely. So it makes the weights feel even heavier than they are because you're really taking your time and ensuring that you have that good form and makes it makes a big difference.
0: Yeah. Almost painful in the beginning because you're like, come on, lady, let's move. And she's still like taking her time. And you're like, oh my goodness, we might only get six reps in, and that's okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So, that was one of the things I wanted to touch on. Like you said, stronger than I think I am, that was absolutely one of the biggest takeaways from this program. Um, another takeaway that I had from it is that sometimes you got to just take things one step at a time. So, not going to lie, some of those weights were difficult and every part of my body wanted out in certain exercises. Like, this is terrible. I don't think I can do it. And I really had to shift my mindset to, all right, just get through the next set. You know, my brain wanted to go to, how am I ever going to get through this 30 minute workout if I'm struggling in minute four? Yeah. <laughs> I had to tell myself, you know what? Just focus on this set wait till the timer goes off, take your break, and then we'll regroup. Like just take it one set at a time, not take it the whole workout at a time. Cause that felt very overwhelming. And I was surprised that once I shifted into that mindset of just one step at a time, I actually finished it. Like my brain didn't get in the way of telling me to quit. I was able to finish it. I don't, I don't know if you felt the same way. Oh, absolutely. I sometimes like, did you look at,
1: so the way she um, monitors the, uh, the time of the workout is she has a percentage at the bottom. So it, it tells you like how far, like you're 20% into the workout, 30% into the workout. So, you know, sometimes that helped me and sometimes I'm like, oh, so I did try to just, you know, maybe even go, okay, 10, let's get to 10%. And then I would, that I would break it into chunks. Okay. Now let's get to 20% and just kind of break it up into segments that way.
0: Yeah. But don't you think like, that's just a good rule in life, right? Especially when you have a big project to tackle, like say you want to clean your basement. Right. You know, we look at it and it's so overwhelming. Oh, I have to do all these things. But when you chunk it up and you're like, all right, I just need to work on this corner. And then. Yeah. Then I'll work on the next corner. Um, Same thing with nutrition. I have people that come and all the time and they're like, it's it's just so overwhelming. I'm trying to do all the things. I'm like, well, there's your problem. You're doing too many things. Like, let's just do one thing well, get that under your belt and then we'll move to the next part. But we tend to, when we have that larger view, (laughs) sometimes it paralyzes us into no action at all. Yeah, Like you just-
1: just start with the junk drawer, right? Organize the junk drawer. And then you move on to the next little cabinet in your kitchen. And, you know, because it is overwhelming. But one thing you said, it kind of reminded me of a, a quote that I like that um, maybe you've probably heard this before, but your body achieves what your mind believes. Have you heard that one before? I haven't, but it's so true. Like when, especially when it comes to, um, exercise uh, I, I used to I don't run as much as I used to anymore but and I, I know you're an avid runner but when you think about um, running for example you your body sometimes wants to quit but if you it's, it's a it's a mental thing for a lot of things we do um, but it, your your body achieves what your mind believes so if you just kind of keep saying those positive things to yourself like oh I can do this like 10 more seconds, 20 more seconds, whatever, um, trying to get your mind in that right spot.
0: Yeah, that reminds me of a program I did previous. The lady would always say, you can do anything for 30 seconds. You can do anything for, but she would say it for anything, like you can do anything for one minute. You can do And I'm like, Where's the line here? Like you basically say this statement to whatever you need to say to, to make it fit your needs. But you know, when there'd be like 15 seconds I would just hear that in my head. You can do anything for 15 seconds and it would just help me push through. Yep, yep. Um, one of the things that I also learned from doing this program is even Carolyn takes breaks. Mm-hmm. So you would be doing an exercise And all of a sudden she would just take a break. And for a half a second, part of me was like, oh good, Carolyn's taking a break. So I'm allowed to take a break too. (laughs) But sometimes I'm like, wait, I don't need a break right now. And then there were other times where she was powering through like um, shoulder presses. I struggle with overhead shoulder presses. And I'm like, you know what? I have to take a break here. I have to listen to my body. My form is breaking. I'm going to, you know, if I'm not careful, I'm going to create an injury and it's okay to take a break. It's not that you are terrible at this workout. You're never going to finish it. You might, you know, all those doubts and insecurities creep in like, oh, here you are taking a break. You know, maybe you should you know, maybe this program's too hard. Maybe you shouldn't do this. Maybe you should quit. And to see her take breaks was so inspiring to me like no you can be this amazing fitness professional and still have to take breaks when you realize you're tired or you're you're breaking form i don't know if that if you caught on to her taking breaks as much as i did or if you appreciated it as much as i did yeah and i think you know her that
1: you know, who knows, maybe you just, you didn't get enough sleep that the night before, or maybe, maybe you're still sore from the workout before. So, you know, one day you might have a day where you feel that you're taking more breaks and then another day you might crush the workout and, and that's okay. Just to keep, keep going, going forward and just keep doing your best at it. It doesn't mean that you have to just stop altogether.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's amazing, like you said, how much the mindset piece, it's almost a discipline, right? You have to train your brain how to think when you're working out so that those doubts and insecurities don't take over. Um, Right. But that's an art. And I think that takes a lot of practice. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I think Um, you do have to
1: to, to work out at home. Um, I know you said you've been doing it a while. Um, Did you like sometimes I could get sidetracked, like think about, oh, something needs to be done around the house. So I really tried to, you know, carve out that time, like 30 minutes. This is what I'm doing. And I'm going to get this done. And I'm not going to get distracted by throwing another load of laundry in or something like that. I'm taking this time out for myself to do this. So um, definitely there's, a lot of there's pros and cons to working out at home.
0: Yeah. I think for me, like you said, I've been doing it for so long now that I don't, I like I know this is my time that I'm doing it. I have a certain time of day that I'm pretty consistent okay. first thing in the morning, just because of the way my day and my work schedule is structured. Um, but I also remember listening to a lady talk about exercising in front of your kids. And You know, as moms, you know, we have that guilt where I should be spending time with my kids right now, or I should be doing something for them. And I shouldn't be taking this time for myself. And this lady had a little bit of a different perspective. She said, I purposely work out in front of my kids because I want to model what it looks like to take care of your body. And I want them to see that their mom is strong. And I want them to see how I take care of myself. So they do that when they're older. If they never see you working out, they don't, they hear you talk, but they don't see the action behind it. So I actually don't mind if, you know, I tell my kids, Mom is working out, leave me alone. (laughs) Um, Because especially when you're doing strength, like, and it's hard, I can find that I might get very angry if they interrupt me. Not because I'm angry at them, it's just my body is under so much stress when you're lifting that. So I'm like, don't talk to me when I'm doing yeah. this. Just wait till my break and then ask me the question. But you know, it's funny how yeah, they, they I, I I,
1: I say something similar to a lot of my clients because I hear a lot of moms that have that guilt and it, you know when when they see you doing these things like my kids are a little bit older, my, my daughter specifically, um, has taken an interest into doing some more strength training. And I've, I've never once said you need to do this or, or she, she just kind of asks and she's interested in it. So I think it's great to model that behavior for our kids.
0: Yeah. And to show them like exercise can look lot of different ways. It doesn't have to look like, well, women have to walk or women have to run or do aerobics and men do weight training. Like, no, we can do both. Exactly. Or whatever you like. Um, (laughs) now one thing that I want to talk about, um, just because we're dietitians and, and the expectation of when you do an exercise program, um, I'm going to say this When you do any exercise program, weight loss isn't guaranteed and that's okay. All right, so um, I know for me personally, my expectations going into the program was I was looking for strength. I was looking to increase my muscle mass. Um, We actually did a body comp scan before the program just to get a baseline. And then we repeated it at the end of the six weeks just to see did either of us gain any muscle mass throughout the duration? I know that was my goal. So to me, a body comp scan was a great way to assess, did I achieve that goal? Um, right. But I'm not gonna lie, you know, I was like, well, if I lose a little body fat in the process, I'm not gonna be upset, but I know that wasn't my goal going into it. And as hard as the program was, I didn't lose any weight and so I found it really interesting like even though I didn't go into it with that as my goal I kind of was hoping secretly hoping that and when it didn't happen I had to come to terms with you know what well, did I still get what I wanted out of the program because I think I'm going to just be really open and candid about this like I think we're always taught we, we need to be, we need to try to get our bodies as small as possible. And, you know, we need to have that certain aesthetic look and, and I actually, I want to make sure I'm very tactful in saying this, like I'm thankful for the results I got in the program because it reminded me of, this is why you sought out this program. This is why you decided to do it. And these were the results you got. You increased your strength this was a success. You didn't go into it for weight loss and you didn't get weight loss. So don't, in the back of your head, don't let that diet culture creep in and rob you from the success you had because you did what you sought out to do. Does that make sense? Am I explaining it the right way?
1: Yeah. And I mean, I went feeling the exact same way that you did and um you did a great job just explaining all of that so I'll say ditto to everything you just said. Um I will say for me when it came time to do my body comp at the end of the 6 weeks a part of me was really nervous to do it because I felt great. So a, a part of me was like I don't need to do it. I feel really good. I feel really strong and that's all I care about. And I was nervous when I did the composition, like, what if, I don't know, what if the numbers, whatever they said, are they going to change the way I already feel great? So, but I, I wanted to have those numbers to, to see. Um, my, I did lose some body fat, my muscle mass did stay the same. So I was, you know, as you, I was trying to um, increase the muscle, the muscle mass, and it did stay the same. So I I was thankful for that, I guess. But I, prior to hopping on that scale, I just was really um, telling myself just to, regardless of what it says, because like you said, at the end of the day, we are, we're females and um, we, I try not to, um, I I was not focusing on the weight per se, um, more so the composition. Um, So I was just really going into that final it's not a final way in, but the, the, the composition, um, after the six week, I, I just really was telling myself to, to just remember how good I felt and how strong I felt, regardless of what, what the numbers say. Um, and I think you and I talked about just, it's almost like we're just on our own little experiments, just trying to kind of figure out what workouts work best for us. And that's kind of, why we do this, um, and and did the
0: composition the the, the check in just to kind of to see, right? To have those data points, yeah. But you have to be in the right mindset to analyze those data points, right? Right. And and not everybody is there yet, but you know, with more education and more modeling of what that looks like, it can be available. Absolutely. Yeah, I I actually, I spoke to this in an episode previously, but I talked about the difference between answer seekers and problem solvers. And answer seekers are the people that are the, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. If you want me to do this iron program and you say, and I can lose weight, I'll just do it. Um, Just tell me what to eat and I'll do it. Um, But these answer seekers are going about it in a very short-lived manner. They're always distracted by the next glitzy thing, They're always looking for the quick fix, whereas problem solvers are in it for the long haul. Like they're scientists. They're looking into what is gonna work for me and and how do I need to adapt as I get older or as my body changes. Um, And they're more invested in figuring it out versus just copying somebody else's answers. And I think that's a really important critical thinking skill to get to if you're going to use data points outside of how you feel, your sleep, your energy levels, Um, because honestly, that's the most important thing. You feel better. You feel stronger. You know, with not even knowing what the, the outcome was, I could just tell I was holding myself differently. I was more confident because, again, I was asking better questions. What else can I accomplish? What else can I achieve? I didn't need a scale to to tell me that. I knew that from within. Um, but I also have the ability to look at something with a critical thinking mindset to say, "All right, so this is the results I got. Am I happy with this? Do, what would I adjust? You know, if I wanted to get different results um, versus well, the program didn't work, so nothing's going to work and and then being upset.
1: Yeah, no, that I, I love. Uh, answer. How did you say that again? Answer seeker and problem solver.
0: Yes. Yeah, it just gives us a different way of, you know, we all have data points, right? There's different. We, you go into work, you have a review, right? You, you're constantly getting feedback and assessment. It's what are you going to do with that information? Um, constructively
1: yeah yeah no that's great i love that because there's no i mean yeah that was a six-week program but um i think for both of us it was it didn't mean it was the end right maybe we do something else or some people might repeat the program or it's just you know it's a constant learning experience
0: yeah Well, I will say this, Heather and I are now into another one of her programs. We are doing the Epic Heat 10-week program, which still has a lot of weight focus, but then there's also a a HIIT-inspired day, one day of the week. So it's kind of a a mix-up of cardio and strength, but still heavier on the strength. Yes. Yep. Yes. And I will say that I did day 27 today at 28. (laughs) Oh, Heather, it will be fun. (laughs) Um, One thing I was going through our text thread just as we were preparing for this podcast. So um, just to see if there was anything else that we missed in terms of wanting to share with the audience. So I went through our entire text thread from the six-week program. And I had to laugh because I typed to you I was really hoping for toned abs and squishy forearms, but I have a feeling I may get the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a testament because if you're not used to lifting heavier weights, your forearms. Oh my grow. goodness. Uh, I yes, think and the, that grip strength. <laughs> the grip strength. I think we spent the first two weeks of the six-week program talking more about our forearms than anything else. <laughs> I think you're right. Definitely. Yes. And I do want to note too, because looking back in the six weeks, I'm like, we had every excuse to quit. We had sick kids. Your husband was traveling. We both had head colds at one point. We had homecoming and the chaos of our kids saying they did, they were good. And then the day of, no, they weren't good. And they needed more things, right? I think <laughs> your daughter needed flowers and mine needed everything ironed, even though I, um, I had a, a trip to, we had an ER visit in there you know, and yet here we are talking about how we finished it. So I wanna make sure that we we note that our lives were not void of chaos and we did it. Yes, and there's gonna be more chaos to come, I'm sure. I am sure as well, um, <laughs> but I, we made the decision to do this. It wasn't a, well, let's see if it works out and hopefully we'll be able to finish the program we made a commitment to each other. We made a commitment to ourselves. And, you know, I I love the fact that it's a five day a week program. It's not a seven day a week program because, you know, if you lose your streak, then you're off and you, you lose, you know, yeah, it yeah. really did allow for some flexibility. And as moms, oh my goodness, we need grace and flexibility. Yes, we do. <laughs> Heather, do you have any other thoughts about the program, just what you learned from it, what, um, if anything you wanted to share with uh, the listeners, or did we cover most of it?
1: Yeah, I think we covered most of it. Um, I would encourage people if they're, you know, looking for something, to at least maybe check it out. Um, I would also encourage people, whatever you want to do, um, even if it's just I don't want to say just because walking is great. If it's walking, whatever that looks like for you, find yourself an accountability partner, someone to check in with. It's just, it's so helpful. Maybe you don't have to do it every every day, um, but or maybe even if you meet up with someone, but it, it, it definitely makes all the difference in the world. And especially this time of year, um, I'm sure you've talk about this with a lot of your clients, where this is a stressful time of year for people, it's a hectic time of year. And you know, the first thing that tends to go is the exercise, we don't have time for that. So I would just encourage you to, um, whatever it looks like for you is to carve that time out for yourself and um, continue to do those things. Because I, I, I like to think of I was, another thing I tell my clients is I, I like to think of exercise as more so helping me from the neck up. I I like to focus on just the mental health uh, benefits I get from exercise. It helps with um, anxiety and stress. It helps you to sleep better. So I like to focus on those things. Um, And you you just, you always feel better after doing a workout. So just, especially this time of year, I think it's helpful to, to, to stay active and keep up with those things and just find yourself that accountability partner.
0: Yeah, and if you can't find an accountability partner, then you reach out to us at Body Metrics, Absolutely. and we will be your partners.
1: And Absolutely.
0: Anytime we do that for all our clients and it is a privilege to be able to do that. Definitely. All right. So Heather, we always end our episodes with a recipe. And so since you are our guest today, I'm going to ask if you have one to share. I do have one. Um, I am a
1: big fan of using the crockpot. So I have a super easy crockpot recipe. This is Um, I make this quite often nights that maybe I'm working later, or if, um, you have a crazy weekend with sporting events or whatever's going on and you want to have something ready for when you come home from a, a busy day. Um, I call this, it's a crock pot chicken Caesar wrap. So you need, uh, five, maybe six ingredients. So. I use four to six chicken breasts. So you can, depending on how much you want to make. So you're going to put four to six chicken breasts in your crock pot. Do you list the ingredients first? How do you normally, what would, what's Whatever the Whatever works, no, it doesn't okay. matter. Okay, so I put four to six chicken breasts in my crock pot with, um, you can just use water or maybe about a cup of a low sodium chicken broth. And I cook that on low for six to eight hours. And then I drain that liquid out of the crock pot and then I shred that chicken. Now, my tip for shredding chicken. Have you done this before, Adrienne, where you use that hand mixer? Yes. Yeah. So it's very helpful to do that. So I shred that chicken and then I put about a half a cup of a light Caesar dressing in there and just mix that up. And if you want to let that warm up a little bit more, you can. I usually don't. Uh, And then I just assemble the wrap. So I get a whole wheat tortilla. I put that shredded chicken on the tortilla. I put some romaine lettuce on there and then sprinkle a little bit of Parmesan cheese. So you have a really quick and easy chicken Caesar wrap. Um, And then I love having the leftover chicken just to eat throughout the week, or I will put that on top of a salad later in the week. But Truly it's five to six ingredients and it's super easy.
0: I love it. We need super easy. We don't need complicated. (laughs) I know sometimes when I share with my clients what I eat during the week, they kind of look at me like, oh, really? I'm like, yeah, it's not complicated. It gets the job done. And that's what I needed to do. Exactly. Exactly. I love this recipe. And um, I think a lot of our listeners will too. Heather, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to spend with us and to share your knowledge. And thank you for inviting me to go on this Carolyn Gervin <laughs> excursion with you. Um, <laughs> and just, you know, all the things that we're able to learn and share with our clients. I know it's so helpful. Yeah.
1: Th- and again, thanks for having me today and checking this program out with me. It's been a lot of
0: fun. Yeah. Yeah. And guys, if you um, want to know more about Heather or meet with her again, she works at Metrics, So definitely schedule an appointment with her where she can share even more of her tips with you. So, all right, guys, thanks so much for joining us today and we'll see you next week. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Neurosheet Repeat podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please rate, review, and share with others so we can reach and help more people. For more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian, or about any of our programs, visit our website at bodymetricshealth.com. You can also find us on socials. We're on Instagram and Facebook at Bodymetrics Health. The book Nourish Eat Repeat is available on our website and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrienne Delgado, and I'll see you next week.